ಅಧ್ಯರಾಮಿತಾಕ್ಷಿಪ್ರಮಂಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾಪಯಾಮ್ಯಹಂ ಹಂತೇದಾನೀಂಪ್ರಪಶ್ಯತ್ವಂಕೈಕೇಯಿಶ್ರೂಯತಾಂಬಚಹಾ ಶ್ರುತ್ವೈವಂಬಚನಂತಸ್ಯಾಮಂಥರಾಯಸ್ತುಕೈಕೈ ಪುರೇವಾಸುರೇಯುದ್ಧೆ ಸಹ ರಾಜಋಷಿಭಿಪತಿ ಅಗಚ್ಛತ್ವಾಪಾದ್ಯಕೃತ್ ದಿಶಮಾಸ್ಥಾ ಕೈಕೇಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಂದಂಡಕಾನ್ ಪ್ರತಿ ವೈಜಯಂತ ಖ್ಯಾತ ಪುರಂಯತ್ರಿಧ್ವಜ ಸಶಂಬರ ಖ್ಯಾತ ಶತಮಾಯೋ ಮಹಾಸುರ ದದೌಶಕ್ರಸ್ಯಸಂಗ್ರಾಮೈರ್ಜಿತ ತಸ್ಮಹತಿ ಸಂಗ್ರಾಮೆ ಪುರುಷಾಕ್ಷತವಿಕ್ಷತಾರ್ರಾತ್ರೌ ಪ್ರಸುಪ್ತಾಂಘಂತಿಸ್ಮತರಸಾಪಾಸ್ಯಕ್ಷಸಾ ತತ್ರಕರೋನ್ಮಹಾಯುಧಂ ರಾಜಸರಥಸ್ತಸುರೈಶ್ಚಮಹಾಬಾಹುಶಸ್ತ್ರೈಶ್ಚಕಲೀಕೃತ ಅಪವಾಹ್ಯತ್ವೇವಿಸಂಗ್ರಾಮಾಷ್ಟಚೇತನಃತ್ರಾಪಿವಿಕ್ಷತಶ್ಶಸ್ತ್ರೈಪತ
नह्यति क्रमित शक्तस्तवाक्यम महीपति मंदस्वभावे बुद्धस्व सौभाग्य बलमात्म मणिमुक्ता सुवर्णा विविधा च दशरथो राजमास्मतेषु मन यौतौ देवासुरेयुद्धे वरौ दशरथो ददौ तौ स्मारय महाभागे सोर्थो नक्रमे दती यदा ते वरम दद्यात्स्वयुत्थाप्य राघव व्यवस्थाप्य महाराजुयावरम राम प्रव्रजनम दूरम नव वर्षा पंच चरत क्रियता पृथिव्यार्थिवर्षभा चतुर्दश ही वर्षा रामे प्रव्राजिते वनम रूढ़मूलश्च शेषं स्थास्यति ते सुतः राम प्रव्राजन चेवी या चतंवरम एवं सेत्स्यंति पुत्र सर्वास्तव काव्राजित रामो रामो भविष्य भरत गिस्तव राजा भविष्य येन कालेन रामश्च वना प्रत्यागमिष्य अंतर्बिश्चुत्रस्तेमूलो भविष्य संग्रहीत मनुष्य प्राप्त कालं तो मेहम राजीत साधेक संकल्पाण्य विवर्तया अनर्थमर्थेण ग्राहिता सा ततस्तया हृष्टा प्रतीता कैकेयी मंथरामीदमब्रवीत साहिवाक्यन कुब्जाया किशोरी वोत्पथंगता कैकेयी विस्म प्राप्य परम परमदर्शना प्रज्ञातेनावजानी श्रेष्ठे श्रेष्ठाधायिनी पृथिव्यामसी कुब्जाना बुद्धिश्चेमेवर्थेशु निुक्ता हितैषिणी नाहम समवबुद्धेहम कुब्जे राजीर्षित सी दुस्संस्थिता कुब्जा वक्रा परम पापिका पद्मेन सन्नता प्रियदर्शना उरस्ते वै यावत्कंधात्मुन्नत अधस्ताचोदर शात सुनाभमिवलज्जित प्रतिपूर्णंच जघनम सुपीनौ चयोधर विमलेन्दुसमक्रमोराजसी मंथरे जघनमृष्ट रशनादाम भूषित जंघे भृशमुपन्स्ते पाद च्यायता मंथरे क्षौमवासिनी अग्रतो मम गीती वशोभने आसन्याशंबरे मया सहस्रमसुराधिपे हृदय ते विमीस्ता भूयश्चान्या सहस्रश तदेवस्थगु यदीर्घम रथघोणमीवायत मतय क्षत्र विद्यात्र वसंति अत्रेहम प्रमोक्ष्यालाकुब्जे हिण्मयी अभिषिते चरते राघवे चनम गातेन चुवर्णन सुनिष्ठन सुंदरी लब्धा प्रतीता चेपयिष्यास्थगु मुखे चिलकंचिम जातमय शुभम कारयिष्याबे शुभाभरणा च परधाय शुभे वस्त्रे देवते वरिष्यसी चंद्रमाह्वयमन मुखेना प्रतिमानना गमिष्यसी गुख्या गर्वयती दिशज्जने 
तवापि कुब्जा कुब्जाया सर्वा भरण भूषिता पादो परिचरिष्यंते यथाय बत्तम सदा ममा इते प्रशस्य मानासा कैके यीमिदम ब्रवीत शयानाम शयने शुभ्रेवेद्या मग्निशिखामिवा गतो दकेसे दुबंधो नकल्याने विधियते उत्तिष्ठकुरु कल्याणं राजा नमनुदर्शया तथा प्रोत्साहिता देवी गत्वा मंथरया सहा क्रोधागारं विशालाक्षी सौभाग्यमदगर्विता अनेकशत साहस्रं मुक्ताहारं वरांगना अवमुच्यवरार्हानि शुभान्याभरनानिचा तदाहेमोपमातक्रकुब्जावाक्यवशंगता संविश्यभूमू कैकेई मंथरामिदमब्रमीत इहवामाम्रताम् गुब्जे नुर्पायावेदयिष्यसी वनंतु राघवे प्राप्ते भरतफ्राप्स्यतेक्षितिम् सुवर्नेननमेह्यर्थो नरत्तैर्मचभोजनैहि एशमे जीवितस्यांतो रामो यद्यभिशिच्यते अथो पुनस्ताम महिशीम महीक्षितो वचो भिरत्यर्थ महापराक्रमैहि उवाच कुब्जा भरतस्य मातरं हितं वचो राममुपेत्यचाहितं प्रपत्स्यते राज्यमिदं हिराघवो यदिध्रुवंत्वं ससुताचतप्स्यसे ततो हिकल्यान यतस्वतत्त तथाति विद्धा महिशीति कुप्जया समाहता वागिशु भिर्मुहुर्मुहु विधाय हस्तों हुर्दयेति विस्मिता शशम्स कुप्जां कुपिता पुनफ पुनहा यमस्यवामाम विशयं गतामितो निशम्य कुप्जे प्रतिवेदयिश्यसी वनंगते वासुचिराय राखवे अहम्हिनैवास्तरनानि नस्रजो नचंदनम् नांजन पानभोजनम् नकिंचिदिच्छामि नचेह जीवनम् नचेदितो गच्छति राघवोवनम् अथैवमुक्त्वावचनम् सुदारुनम् निधाय सर्वाभरनानि भामिनी असंस्कृतामास्तरने नमेदिनीम् तदाधिशिश्� नरेंद्र पत्नी विमना बभूवसातमो वृताद्योरिवमग्नतारका इत्यार्षे श्रीमद्रामायने वाल्मीकीये आदिकाव्ये अयोध्याकांडे नवमस्सर्गहाई अयोध्याकांडा कैंटो नाइन Kaikeyi, whose heart was poisoned by the malicious gossip of Mantara, as aforesaid, takes a vow to see that Rama is sent into exile and Bharata installed as prince regent and asks Mantara herself how to secure that consummation. Mantara tells her how in the course of a conflict between gods and demons in which Dasharatha's help was enlisted by the gods, the queen who had accompanied her husband to the field of operations and had rendered valuable assistance to him at a critical juncture, was offered a couple of boons which she had kept in abeyance. Mantara now asks Kaikeyi to demand the banishment of Rama and the installation of Bharata against the two promised boons. Kaikeyi, accordingly, 
throws away her ornaments and lies down on the bare floor in the sulking room in a sullen mood. Heaving a doleful sigh, when told thus, Kaikei, for her part, whose face was flushed with anger, spoke to Mantara as follows. I shall without delay dispatch Rama to the forest from here this very day and shall further install Bharata in the office of Prince Regent without loss of time. Now just ponder over this, by what means should I be able to ensure that Bharata attained sovereignty and not Rama on any account? Addressed thus by the Queen, Mantara of sinful mind for her part replied to Kaikeyi as follows, impairing the mundane interest of Sri Rama. Ah, presently see you, O Kaikeyi, what I do. Listen to my advice, whereby your son Bharata alone will attain sovereignty. Since you wish to hear from me of the plan conducive to your own interest, which has already been made known by you off and on, do you not remember it yourself, or do you hide it from me, even though you remember it, O Kaikeyi? If your intention is to hear of it as told by me, O lady full of charms, I shall presently tell you, please listen, and, when you have heard of it, it may be acted upon. Hearing this reply of the aforesaid Mantara, and rising a little out of deference mixed with curiosity from her bed, spread by herself and therefore faultless. Kaikei, for her part, spoke as follows. Point out to me the means. By what device, O Mantara, may Bharata attain sovereignty and not Rama in any case? Requested thus by the Queen on that occasion, Mantara of sinful intent spoke to Kaikei as follows, crushing the interest of Sri Rama. Proceeding in a southerly direction in order to help the cause of Indra, the ruler of gods, in a war between gods and demons in the former days, along with other dependent royal sages, and taking you with him, your husband, Emperor Dasharatha, O Kaikeyi, marched against the city known by the name of Vaijayanta in the Dandaka forest, where lived the demon Timidvaja, so-called because his ensign bore the emblem of Timi a species of fish of enormous size. Also known as Shambara, that great demon who knew hundreds of conjuring tricks and could not be conquered even by hosts of gods, offered battle to Indra. Quickly carrying off from their beds at night, the warriors injured and grievously wounded in the course of that great conflict and lying fast asleep, the ogre-like demons used to make short work of them. There, Emperor Dasharatha fought a great battle with the demons and the mighty armed hero was lacerated with weapons and missiles on that occasion. Having been removed in an unconscious state from the field of battle by you, O glorious lady, your husband, King Dasharatha, was mangled with weapons even there and saved by you by being taken to a still safer retreat. A couple of boons were offered to you by him, pleased as he was with your invaluable services on two occasions, one after another, O lady with charming looks. The said Dasharatha, your husband, O queen, was however told by you as follows. I shall certainly claim them when I will, O lord.
So be it, was the answer, then given by the high-souled monarch. I was, of course, unaware of it, O Queen. It was by you alone that the episode was narrated in the days gone by. Out of affection for you, however, this incident is treasured by me in my mind. Binding your husband with a promise, put a stop to the preparations already in hand for Rama's installation. Ask of your husband the aforesaid two boons in the shape of Bharata's installation as Prince Regent and the banishment of Rama for 14 years for the second. Surely, when Rama has been sent into exile for 14 years, your son Bharata will have sown the seeds of affection for himself in the hearts of his subjects and will have been established on the throne. As though indignant, enter the sulking room this very day, O daughter of Ashwapati, and, clad in soiled garments, you lie down on the bare floor. Start weeping the moment you see the king and lying on the ground, plunged in grief, neither look at him nor speak to him. You are ever beloved of your spouse, I have no doubt about it. For your sake, the emperor can even enter fire. The king dare not provoke you, nor can he bear to see you angry. For your pleasure, the king can literally lay down his very life. The monarch dare not, in any case, transgress your command. Realize the potency of your charms, O lady of sluggish disposition. King Dasharatha may offer you gems, pearls and gold, as well as precious stones of various kinds. Pray, do not set your mind on them. Remind the monarch, O highly blessed lady, of those two momentous boons which Dasharatha offered to you in the course of the conflict between gods and demons. Let not that cherished object in the shape of Bharata's installation as Prince Regent and Rama's exile slip out of your mind. When, however, lifting you up personally, Dasharatha, a sign of Raghu, offers to you the promised boon, ask you the following boon of the emperor, binding him with an oath. Let Rama be sent afar into exile for 14 years, and let Bharata be installed as the ruler of the globe, O jewel among kings. For when Rama is sent into exile for 14 years, your son will have been established and firmly rooted on the throne of Ayodhya by the time Rama returns after completing the term of his exile and will continue as king for the rest of his life. Over and above the installation of Bharata as Prince Regent, also positively ask of the king the boon in the shape of Rama's banishment, O glorious lady. In this way, all the objects of your son Bharata will be accomplished, O seeker of your son's kingship. Exiled thus, Rama will surely become unpopular, while your son Bharata will be a ruler without enemies. And by the time Rama returns from the forest, your son Bharata will be firmly established with his relations and friends internally in the mind of his subjects, as well as externally in his dominion, and will have one people to his side, a man of self-control as he is. I regard this as an opportune moment for carrying out your design. Binding the monarch with an oath fearlessly deter him from his resolve of installing Rama as Prince Regent. Taught by the hunchbacked to look upon evil as good and convinced accordingly, the aforesaid Kaikei thereupon felt delighted in mind. 
having positively gone astray like a young inexperienced girl thanks to the advice of the hunchback though possessed of great wisdom and experiencing great astonishment kaikeyi spoke to mantara as follows i will not disparage your wisdom o noblest woman who are imparting the best counsel to me you are the best among the hunchbacked on earth in judgment arrived at through reason you are in fact my only well-wisher and ever devoted to my interests i cannot fully make out the intention of the king o hunchback deformed women o hunchback are generally ill-disposed and most sinful you are however an honorable exception though doubled up even as a lotus by wind you are charming to look at only your breast is deformed by a hump and is unusually projected up to the shoulders below the breast there is your abdomen of modest dimensions with a shapely navel looking abashed as it were of the unusually protruding breast again there are your broad hinder part and remarkably full breasts your countenance resembles the spotless moon oh you look so splendid with it hairless and therefore smooth is your hinder part adorned as it is with a girdle of tiny bells most contiguous are your shanks and both your feet are exceptionally long with your long thighs you look most charming while walking before me o good looking mantara clad in a silk garment a thousand conjuring tricks which were known to shambara the overlord of demons and still other tricks in thousands lie treasured in your heart they alone constitute your big hump which is prominent as the hub of a wheel of a chariot in this hump of yours reside thoughts of various kinds diplomacies and artifices on this hump of yours i shall reverently drop a chain of molten gold of the highest quality o lovely mantra when bharata is installed and rama a sign of raghu has proceeded to the forest when i have realized my aforesaid object and am thus pleased i shall further paint your hump with sandal paste and shall cause to be stuck with wax on your forehead a sacred and beautifully tiny disk of gold inlaid with precious stones wearing a pair of garments one about your loins and another covering your trunk and lovely ornaments you will move about like a goddess o hunchback possessed of a peerless countenance you shall by your face vying with the moon attain a foremost position among women behaving with pride in the midst of my enemies the co-wives adorned with all kinds of ornaments other hunchbacked women will need your feet hunchbacked even though you are precisely as you always do mine being flattered thus mantara spoke as follows to kaikai lying on a spotless bed even like a sacred flame burning on an altar no dam is constructed across a stream when its water has already flowed past o blessed lady it will be no use you are asking a boon of the emperor when rama has already been installed as prince regent therefore get up work your salvation and show yourself to the king in an angry mood repairing along with mantara to the sulking chamber when incited thus by the latter and casting away her pearl necklace costing many lakhs and other beautiful and costly ornaments and lying down on the floor 
the large-eyed Queen Kaikei, an excellent woman who possessed a golden complexion and was puffed up with pride born of comeliness and was dominated by the words of the hunchback, then spoke as follows to Mantara on that spot. Either on Rama, a scion of Raghu, having gone to the forest as an exile, Bharata will obtain the kingdom of the earth, or you shall report me dead on this very spot to the apathetic king, O hunchback. For I have nothing to do with gold, nor with precious stones, nor with meals any longer. This will be the end of my life if Rama is installed as Prince Regent. The hunchback then tendered once more to the king's spouse and Bharata's mother in most cruel words counsel which was friendly to her and hostile with reference to Rama. If Rama, a sign of Raghu, actually inherits this kingdom, you will surely suffer with your son. Therefore, O blessed lady, Take adequate steps to ensure that your son Bharata may be installed as Prince Regent. Repeatedly struck by the hunchback, again and again with shafts in the shape of the aforesaid words and pierced to the quick by them, greatly amazed and enraged again and again at the hostile attitude of her loving husband, the Queen Kaikeyi spoke to the hunchback as follows, placing her hands on her heart as a token of amazement. Either Bharata will have his desire fulfilled on Rama, a sign of Raghu, having retired to the forest for a considerably long period, or hearing of my having departed from this world for the region of death, O hunchback, you will report me as dead to the king. In case Rama, a scion of Raghu, does not proceed to the forest from Ayodhya, I shall, really speaking, on no account seek bedclothes, nor garlands, nor sandal paste, nor eye salve, food or drink, nor anything else, nor even life in this world. Having made this most cruel utterance and forthwith shedding all ornaments, the proud woman, Kaikei, then lay down like a Kinnara woman, fallen from heaven, on the floor, not covered with any bedcloth. With her face veiled by darkness in the shape of violent rage and with her excellent garlands and ornaments cast to the ground, the disconsolate Queen Kaikei looked on that occasion like the firmament enveloped in darkness with its stars swallowed up by it. Thus ends Canto 9 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic. Thank mm-hmm. you.